Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of Trial by Podcast. My name is Jacqueline White, and I'm here today with my colleague and fellow law graduate, Monique Messenger. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to be looking at a new service provided by Uber that allows people to ride with their pets. With around four in every 10 Australian households owning a dog, it's a service a lot of us will be interested in. I actually have a little seven-month-old puppy called Peggy. And I have an adorable spoodle called Archie. Uber Pets is absolutely a service I would look into using with my pet. We, like a large portion of Australia, are directly impacted by Australian and New South Wales legislation, which governs how you travel with pets and how dogs should be restrained in a vehicle. So when Jackie and I started discussing Uber's new riding with pets service, we became really curious as how this would actually work with the laws surrounding dogs in the cars. After discussing this with some friends, we became aware that the laws surrounding pets in cars aren't generally well understood by licensed drivers. Questions arise such as, does a dog have to be restrained while being in a vehicle? What if I have a ute? Can the dog just ride on the tray? And what is actually the penalty for breaching the laws governing dogs in cars? So today we're going to give you a quick run through of the laws in New South Wales aimed to keep your pet safe in your car. Then we'll discuss the new Uber's pet service and potential liabilities. In New South Wales, there are really two primary pieces of legislation governing the rules and regulations of restraining dogs and cars that licensed drivers should be aware of. The first one is the Road Rules 2014, which is a New South Wales piece of legislation. It states a driver must not drive if an animal is sitting in the driver's lap. And for a motorbike rider, they must not ride with the animal between the rider and the handlebars. Breaching either of these provisions can attract a fine of up to 20 penalty units. To put that into perspective, one penalty unit equals $110. So that means if you have an animal riding in your car, unrestrained and on your lap, you could be at risk of paying $2,200 in a fine. It's worth mentioning that the same legislation also prohibits a person from driving unless they have proper control of the vehicle and a clear view of the road and traffic ahead, behind and to each side of the driver. Although this doesn't specifically mention an animal, if a driver was to have an animal unrestrained and roaming around the vehicle, affecting the driver's view of the road or control of the vehicle, then this could also attract a fine of 20 penalty units. In other words, another $2,200 fine. The second important piece of legislation is the Prevention of Cruelty to Animal Act 1979, which is also a New South Wales statute. It states that a person cannot carry an animal in a manner which unreasonably, unnecessarily or unjustifiably inflicts pain upon the animal. Breaching this law can attract a maximum of 50 penalty units or imprisonment of an individual for up to six months. That means if you don't restrain your dog in a car and they are injured in an accident or by jumping from the vehicle, you could face a maximum fine of $5,500 or six months imprisonment. So what about a dog on a moving tray on a ute? Is that something that we see a lot of? Yeah, I actually see a lot of that. The Act also outlines that a person must not carry a dog on the back of a moving vehicle unless it is restrained or enclosed to prevent them from falling from the vehicle. Not doing so could attract a fine of 5500 or six months imprisonment. Despite these laws designed to protect pets and cars, According to the RSPCA, 5,000 dogs are injured or killed every year as a result of car accidents. This number is not only devastating, but it also makes us question, what can we do as pet owners to ensure the safety of our animals? Good question. My advice is to treat your pet exactly like a child. 
While I'm joking just slightly, like with children, it is preferable for a dog to ride in the back seat of a car using a dog seat belt and a harness. But if you drive a ute and this isn't possible, you can either secure the dog with a dog seat belt and harness in the front of the ute with you, or restrain the dog in an enclosed dog crate securely attached to the vehicle. The crate must provide shelter from extreme weather conditions and be big enough for the dog to fit safely inside. It is so important to follow these rules and regulations to keep our pets safe. Like our friends, many of you may have not heard of Uber's new pet service, so we'll give you a brief summary. When requesting an Uber ride, you select you want to order an Uber pet, which is like a normal Uber, but it permits passengers to bring along one pet. It costs the rider an additional 6 to $7 per ride, and you could be charged a cleaning cost if the pet leaves excessive waste or hair or does any damage to the vehicle. So now that Uber users can bring along a pet for a ride, it is assumed that the statutory provisions governing pets in a vehicle would also apply to that Uber. Uber outlines on their website that riders are fully responsible for controlling their pets while on trips. They also outline some tips for the rider, such as to have their pet restrained with a leash, harness or placed in a crate or carrier, and to never leave the pet unattended. Although Uber states that you should have your pet restrained, it is not clear whether this tip is actually a mandatory requirement, which raises the question of liability. Would the driver, the passenger or the corporation, that is Uber, face the penalties for breaching legislation we outlined earlier? Well, it could come down to the wording of each law, whether it says person, potentially meaning the pet owner, or driver. As we discussed, the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act prohibits a person from carrying an animal in a manner which unreasonably, unnecessarily or unjustifiably inflicts pain onto the animal. What's significant here is that the provision refers to a person and doesn't specify a driver, so it's unclear who would be liable. Remember how an individual in breach of this could get a fine of 5500 or six months imprisonment? Well, for a corporation like Uber, breaching this provision could result in a huge $16,500 fine. However, as we outlined in the New South Wales road rules, the relevant provisions specifically refer to a driver. This could potentially mean that if there is a contravention of the laws of the New South Wales road rules, then the driver of the Uber may be liable, not the pet owner. There is no legal policy on the Uber website regarding the Uber pet service. In the general terms of use for Australia, Uber and its affiliates shall not be liable for indirect, incidental, special, exemplary, punitive or consequential damages. This would exclude liability for lost profits, death, personal injury or property damage resulting from any use of the services, even if Uber has been advised that such damage is a possibility. Additionally, it is outlined that Uber in no event shall accept total combined liability in connection with Uber services for all damages, losses and causes of action that exceed 1000 Australian dollars. Basically, Uber is limiting liability to $1,000. Keeping that in mind, it remains unsettled as to who would be liable for infringement of the New South Wales rules and regulations regarding pets in their vehicles and the Commonwealth statute. But as a responsible pet owner, you should always take these steps to keep your furry friends safe when on the road. Thanks for listening today to this episode of Trial by Podcast. If you found the topic interesting, please be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Trial by Podcast. See you next time.